Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. After a, I don't even know what the final score was last night, but let's call it a disastrous evening in sports for New York Jet fans. Sam Darnold seeing ghosts. It's a little early for Halloween, but here we are with the one and five Jets, the two and four or five, two and four, two and five, two and two and five New York Football Giants. The 6-0 San Francisco 49ers, yeah, I didn't exactly get all those right in my preseason predictions. And then today we're going to go into the NBA. So let's try and go with that. It's a good, 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 good. First, we have some, some traits, okay? For the first time in recent memory, and Seth, welcome to the show, but correct me if I'm wrong. The first time in recent memory, now, the NFL trade deadline is a week away. It will happen at 1 o'clock next Tuesday. So we have to talk in advance of trades this week. There are some major trades going on. First, Jalen Ramsey goes to the Rams. Marcus Peters goes to the – this is last week. Marcus Peters goes to the Ravens. Today we have Mohamed Sanu goes to the Patriots for a second-round pick, which beyond me. And then Emmanuel Wait, Sanders. I didn't see that. Mohamed Sanu got yep. traded to the Patriots? Second wow. round pick early this morning. And then did you see Emmanuel Sanders gets traded about 10 to minutes, about an hour ago to San Francisco for a third that. and a fourth round pick? Third and a fourth round. So, okay. So, a couple why? of things. Let, let's, why would New, why let, would New wait, 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 wait. Why, why would New England trade a second-round pick for Mohamed Sanu. Okay, so I don't get the second-round pick so much, but I do get why they want Sanu. Sanu is six foot three. He's a tall receiver, and what this tells me is that Josh Gordon's injury is is more serious than they think. That's what it tells me. So if you can play Sanu in the slot, you can move Edelman back outside. Which is, what, which is where they prefer to have Julian Edelman anyway. And that makes a threesome of Dorsett, who somehow has revitalized his career in New England, much like so many other receivers. Dorsett, Edelman, <laughs> what, and Sanu. Ha- wait, what? wait you, you have to have a career to revitalize it, Sean. Well, okay. Philip Dorsett well, hasn't had a career yet. But he was a first-round pick. So you get that. Now, the thing is, right. so Sanu goes for a second-round second pick. Now, normally, when you, when you think of the New England Patriots, you're thinking about, all right, best bang for your buck, right? No question, best bang for your buck. How can I get this back? So they have only their second-round pick, and their second-round pick will probably be, what, the second or third 
worst, maybe even the worst, in the second round. So you're figuring that's the 64th pick overall, between 60 and 64. Right. Okay. There. Now, fast forward a couple of hours, and you get Emmanuel Sanders. Go- oh, by the way, Sanu is, is signed for both this year and next year at $6 million. So he's not a free agent after this year. So if they want to keep him, it's a pretty palatable $6 million. But here you have Emmanuel Sanders gets traded to San Francisco for a third and a fourth round. And you would say, oh, well, that's a, that's a lot of draft capital to be trading for Emmanuel Sanders. Not really, because Emmanuel Sanders is a free agent after this year. So you can recoup a compensatory pick compensatory if you pick. are San Francisco. Sure. So it, it may be a third and a fourth this year, but then if they, if they play the game, the free agency game, they will get probably a third or a fourth next year for losing him in free agency, or they re-sign him one way or another. But wow. Okay, now the question is, is Emmanuel Sanders, Seth, I'm asking you, more or less valuable to us, the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show, fantasy team, which is the most important thing we have to think about in this, more or less valuable given the move from Denver to San Francisco? Oh, I think it's – well, I, do we even have Emmanuel Sanders? I forget. We do. We do. Okay. Okay, then this is obviously a positive because you're going to a team that, number one, is 6-0 and versus 2-4. and So you're going to a better yeah. team who, who does okay. not really have a wide receiver threat other than George Kittle, who has been somewhat disappointing Correct. this year. You have a better quarterback because, well, let's just be honest, you have a better quarterback. I don't think I need to elaborate about that. Um, And you're going to be playing in better weather come November and December. So it'll still be easier to throw the ball there than in Denver with someone who's not accustomed to throwing the ball in the snow. Well, let's let's play the opposite here. You're playing better competition. Right, so now Emmanuel Sanders is going to be matched up against. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Hold on! Hold on! Let me finish. He's going to be matched up against Jalen Ramsey twice. That's better competition. Correct. Yes. Okay, that's better competition. Kansas City's defense stinks. The Chargers' defense stinks. The Raiders' defense stinks. Those are the three division opponents. Now you're going against Patrick Peterson in Phoenix, Jalen Ramsey in Los Angeles, and who am I missing amongst the other team? What's Seattle. the other team I'm missing? There's no Seattle. 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 Oh. There's nobody. We're, we're, well, Bradley McDougal or Shaquem Griffin. Not to say those are top-flight corners, but they're better defenses, no? Who the hell is Bradley Mc? Who the hell is ba- Bradley McDougal? Do you mean Byron Maxwell? Nope, Bradley McDougal. Who the hell is Bradley McDougal? He is the cornerback uh, slash safety for the Seattle Seahawks. Fair. Thank you for clarifying. Okay. <laughs> well, 
I watched the Ravens versus Seattle last week because it was an important game to me. But am I right here? It's a bet. It, yes, it's a better fit. And granted, I don't know how you can say Greg Kittle is having a bad season when the team's six and zero. He's having a bad fantasy George year. Kittle, I can dude. Go with that. George, dude, dude, Whatever, dude, dude. I Greg, Greg. <laughs> Greg Kittle was it wasn't he the you think of Ron Kittle who is the the rookie of the year in 1983 for the Chicago White Sox who is the American no, League version of, of Don of Dave Kingman? No, I'm thinking of Ron Greg Little who is the North Carolina wide receiver who wide receiver the from the Browns. Jesus Christ. So anyway, I'm not sure it's a benefit all in all. This week he gets the. This week, Emmanuel Sanders is, and the Niners play Carolina. That may be a better situation for him for this week. But I'm not sure long-term this is better for us. But uh, you know what? We'll see. But there are a lot of trades going on and a lot of picks being swapped. And I think this this is a concept to me of... I get that the that New England New England just I don't think they view their offense as enough. Their defense certainly is, but I think the Sanu trade says two things. So Josh Gordon is probably hurt more than, than everybody thinks, except for Bill Belichick who hides everything. And B, they want a guy that has proven to be that guy, to be a not a number one, but yet a number two, right? They have like five number twos there, again. Uh, we, we, lo- we love the concept. But lots, lots of trades with one week to go, more trades than I recall in the NFL in the last 10 years being before the deadline. It has been a lot. I mean, the, the uh, what do you call it? Excuse me. The Ramsey trade became inevitable, regardless of to who, to who, to where it was going. Um, considering his pretty much refusal to play, because no one really believes the back injury. Considering this is a guy who hadn't missed a game I think since high school. Um, Marcus Peters. I mean, this is this is an improvement over Marcus Peters. There's no other way to put it. Um, who was going to be a free agent? Was going to want big money? And he goes to a team in in um, Baltimore, I believe, who has a very good defense, and he'll fit in well. Uh, it's a new trade I didn't know about. The uh, the other trade just mentioned, Emmanuel Sanders. San Francisco needs – now, Sanders is probably a lower-tier number one receiver. And if this team is going to advance, and not for the Seth and Sean Sports Radio uh, football team purposes, but in real life, they need a legitimate wideout threat. Now, I'm not sure if Sanders is the guy, but Sanders was the best that they could probably get under the circumstance. And he's always been a pretty clutch wideout, clutch receiver, and a tough guy and a good, and a good, a good, a good leader of younger receivers. Who, with Dante Pettis and Marquise Goodwin, they have and, and Debo San and Debo uh, Samuel. Um, so, to me, I think the trade makes sense for San Francisco. Whether it's a help to us or not, well, I mean, we're 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 we 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 scored 200 in what we thought was going to be our weakest team of the year this this week. So I'm feeling pretty good at six and one. Well, here's 
So here's the next question, Seth. And I was going to talk to you offline, but we might as well discuss this while we're on the on the on the podcast. So next week, the Ravens are on a bye week, which means our kicker, who happens to be my kicker in every single league I own, uh, is on a bye week. Now, I'm asking you, Mr. Kamins, who are we dropping if we drop anybody at all? Because in my opinion, we play without a kicker. Dun, dun, dun. How much are we favored no, by no, going no. in? So we are playing the, the number one points team in the league, by the way. We're playing Dak. Okay. Okay, so, so that's the negative. Oh, by the way, if you haven't heard, ladies and gentlemen, Kerryon Johnson was placed on IR today. He had a knee procedure. So there's another thing going on. Um, and the funny thing is ESPN is saying Kerryon Johnson's a great pick for this week. That's awesome. Uh, so, <laughs> right, I have exactly. Matthew Berry's job. I love Seriously. I, I would, well, that may have been before the surgery. So right now, I, I'm assuming probably so. a fake. We were probably a favor by 10 points. We're probably a favor by 10 points. Once he subs out Prescott for his quarterback and then has to put in McCaffrey for, oh, no, we're probably about even, even with Tucker in there. The problem that I'm going to have and the problem that you and I discuss all the time when we come to the bye week is who do we drop? Because... Our bench right now is Kareem Hunt, who we have held all year, Jarvis Landry, Royce Freeman, Tyler Boyd, and Andy Dalton. And I'm really not sure we can drop any of them. I have this exact situation in one of my other leagues where I have, ironically, I was going to drop Muhammad Sanu. <laughs> Well, that may not happen. Because I have Justin Tucker and Mark Andrews on by. Yep. And I have no idea who to drop. None. I'm telling you, Seth, I think we just play, we just play it out. I really don't think we drop okay. anybody because, because you and I have talked about this. We are 6-1, right? We are in first place. We are Pretty assured. I'm looking at the standings right now. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to call in, 760-283-0846. We're going to go another five minutes on this. Then we got about a half-hour NBA, and then we'll talk a little bit World Series before. So we're 6-1. and one. We're in first place in our division. We are 80 points ahead in our division in the tiebreaker, and it would be very difficult for us not to make the playoffs right now. Extremely difficult. Um, since top six teams make the playoffs, the sixth team is three and four. We are six and one. So here's my, here's my thing that I talked to you about last week when, when we were talking about making trades. If you are six and one, you're not making trades to win next week. You're making trades right. to win in the playoffs. So Let's assume, for argument's sake, and ladies and gentlemen, if you don't recall, the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show Fantasy League team is an auction league, which means if we drop a player, we have to bid for him to come back. We have to bid to, get, to spend money on him coming back. So if we drop Tucker, I don't think we're getting Tucker at a dollar again. 
even though he's a kicker. Tucker's averaged 11 points a game, which is more than some wide receivers. So, to me, it's a matter of, are we comfortable dropping Tucker and playing with, let's look who's available in, in, on the free agent wire for kickers. Are we comfortable with, hold on, I'm going to get the kickers. Uh, help. Oh, here, nope. I don't know why I can't get kickers. Hold on one second. With Jake Elliott or, oh, here we go, kickers. Are we comfortable with Kamai Fairburn, Jake Elliott, Joel Sly, Matt Bryant, Brandon McManus, Matt Gay? I'm not comfortable with any of let's, these guys. Let's be honest. Your man crush, other than Ryan Shazier or any other Pittsburgh linebacker, is Justin Tucker. I'm not sure it if is. these things operate or not, but look, well, I, as think, I, I agree with you. We're at a bit. Sorry, go ahead. Here's why he's my man crush, okay, when it comes to fantasy football. he and, So Dallas showed me last week with Brett Maher. Those two teams are the only two teams that do not scoff at 60-yard field goals. If there is the ability at the end of a half to kick a 59 or a 60-yard field goal, they just trot out Tucker. They don't give it a second thought. They're not, hey, we need to get five yards more if they, if they have five seconds. They don't. They just, they just throw out Tucker, and they just say, go ahead. They also play tremendous defense, which if Lamar Jackson gets stopped, Tucker is an amazing kicker from inside. He's the most accurate kicker in the history of the NFL. That's why he's my fantasy man crush. He gets 11 points a game, Seth, from a kicker. I'm in. All the time. All right, I'm done. Look, I have no – as I said, I have no issue with it. Um, okay. You know, we're a team that is pretty – that should make the playoffs without much of a problem. So, I mean, look, I'd like to be a one or two seed just to get the bye. But the reality is – you could never forgive yourself if we dropped Tucker to pick up another kicker. And we lost <laughs> Yeah, that's happened. Uh, C.J. Mosley no longer on our team due to, what, due to a mistake on my part last week. So, yes, I get that. Um, okay, NBA preview. We'll talk a little World Series, and then we finish off the hour. So, Seth, I'm – I'm interested in going through the divisions, but unlike the NFL preview where you gave me questions, I'm going to give you questions for each division. And you tell me your answers. I think that's a good, fair, fair way of doing it. Um, And you know, when we do the NCAA preview in two weeks, we're we're going the same direction because I couldn't tell you anything about that college basketball other than Cuse's, not very good. Okay, so let's go through the Eastern, the Eastern Conference first. We're looking at the Atlantic Division, the Knicks-Nets. Well, we know what the Nets are. We have no idea what the Knicks are other than bad. The Celtics, the 76ers, and the Raptors. 
Do you see – okay, so first, which of the teams in this division are going to make the playoffs? Remember, eight teams across three divisions make the playoffs. So Celtics, Nets, every team except Raptors. Every team except the Knicks. Okay. And who's going to win the division? The Sixers are going to win the division, followed by the Nets, the Raptors, the Celtics, and the Knicks, of course, are at the bottom. Okay, so the last question. We'll do three questions per division, including those two. Number one, over, under, on Brooklyn net wins. Did I lose you? 47. 47 wins. Okay. 47 wins and a fifth seed or a fourth seed? Fourth seed. Fourth seed with 50. I think they're about 50. You said 50 or 47? I'm sorry. I said 47. Okay. They're very good. I, I I am baffled by this is a team that won 43 games. Brought in an imp- most an improvement at the guard position. Brought in an improvement at two other positions. You have Karis Levert healthy for the year. You have Dinwiddie, who in my mind, Dinwiddie and, and Levert in my mind were the two best players on the team last year. Yes, that includes the edge. Uh-huh. You bring in Jared Allen's a year old. You bring in Jordan, uh, DeAndre Jordan, who while not the world's greatest. At this point, you still can't throw a free throw worth a damn. Will give you some tough, some some real size that they didn't have against when they played against Embiid in Philly. I like this team. I don't. I. I All right. I get this, so, to be honest. So let me play. Let me play devil's advocate here, okay? Because I agree with you. I think they improved on paper. Do they improve in the game? Now here's here's why skeptics may say yes. Number one, chemistry was really important last year, right? Kenny Atkinson preaches yes. chemistry. And D'Angelo Russell leaving while a top dog well, didn't really act like a top dog, right? The top dog was Levert, and everybody knew he was when he was on the court. Now, he didn't play as, as much, but he was still the top dog. Now we have Kyrie Irving, ego or no ego, don't know, but certainly comes with baggage from Boston. That's number one. So does chemistry go awry? Number two, DeAndre Jordan, does he stymie the growth of Jared Allen? Look, Jared Allen was playing 30 30 minutes a game last year. How many minutes is he going to play when he's got to split it with DeAndre Jordan, who's probably not going to be okay being the Jack My Haley of the Brooklyn Nets? My feeling is this. Number one, in regards to Irving, and I've never been a big Kyrie guy, This and we talked about this months ago. This is Kyrie, number one. This is the first time he's ever been with a team that he wanted to go to. And I think he kind of takes that pretty seriously. Despite coming home and this and that, he was not coming to Brooklyn. He's going in. He was going to come in with the with this attitude. I don't buy it. 
And okay. I am not. Well, I'm a Nets uh, fan, but I am not a. Ridi- I'm not a ridiculous Nets homer. I think no, he's coming in saying I have a team. Go on. Right. I was. I'm just playing the devil's advocate. You asked me how people are not yeah. looking at it that way. I'm just saying that's the way. Okay, we got we got to fly through okay. these. We got thir- we got about a half hour. Okay, central okay. division. So, so you've already nailed four four playoff teams, right? So you got four right. left in two divisions. So you got the Bulls, the Cavs, the Pistons, the Pacers, and the Bucks. I think we can agree that the Bucks are going to win the division, right? I mean, I don't think yeah. there's any. Yeah. I don't think there's anything here. Okay, is there another team in this? in this division that's going to make the playoffs? Oh, yeah, the Pacers. Okay. Well, that leads me to my next question. Yesterday, well, this week, not only is it NBA free agency, uh, sorry, uh, and NFL trading deadline, but it's October 31st is also the deadline for extensions for NBA contracts. And one of the extensions that surprised me yesterday was uh, I don't I can't pronounce his first name. Sabonis. 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 Yeah. Well, I'm going to get his first name because oh, Demontis Sabonis. So he agreed to a four-year, seventy-seven million dollar contract. So about seventeen million. Uh, sorry, about, about nineteen million. a year. Nineteen a year. Yeah. Now that is more than Miles Turner got. Miles Turner got four at 72. Not, not much more, but still more. These two are very interesting combos together. First of all, was it too much to pay him? And second of all, are either one of these guys traded by, by the trading deadline? Well, you have to wait six months on Sabonis. So I'm not, I think the, deadline, the trading deadline is past that. Actually, no, you don't. I don't you don't have to wait trade. six months. You do not have to wait six months. It's an extension. It is not a free agency contract. No, you do not. Oh, shows what I know. Okay. Um, I don't think anyone's going to be traded this year, and here's why. This team is going to struggle in the beginning of the year because you're still waiting for Oladipo to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, who is your all-pro you're pretty much your stud. I think this team is going to struggle in the beginning of the season to score. And they're going to have to rely on really tough rebounding and defense led by Sabonis and Turner. Now, I would not be surprised next year, depending on – so when he comes back, I think they struggle into – they fall into like a seventh seed, give or take. Because I assume Oladipo doesn't come back until January or February. They give the two seed fits and then lose. I think at that point, you make the determination. Both still have several years on their contracts. Neither contract is horrible from a trade standpoint where you would look at it and just say, okay, there's no way someone's going to take on this contract. No, I think you have to give this team a full year, full year together. With Oladipo okay. healthy before you make that judgment. Okay. And the second question is an over-under on the amount of wins for the Chicago Bulls. For the Bulls? Yep. Um, 
I'd say around 34. Uh, they they bring in, you know, there's some nice young talent, and they have Porter, but they're a player or two short. They don't have a, they don't really have a, I mean, they they don't play defense very well. Other than what, you know, Levine's not a defensive player. Marcus is not a defensive player. They're very, very young. When you're throwing out, I mean, you throw out your starting five, and this off the top of my head, of marketing Wendell Carter, Zach Levine, Otto Porter, and Kobe Smith and Kobe White. It's a young, athletic group. I'm not sure Jim Boylan's the right coach for that kind of team, but I think they're a couple years away. I think they're a 34, 35 win team. Okay. Uh, probably they're 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 not going to start Levine. I think Levine is going to be their sixth man. I think they're actually going to start Thaddeus Young. But okay, we, but we, we, we can, you get the gist. Who brings a little bit more? Who brings a little bit more of the defense? Okay, so you have right. six teams in the playoffs down. Two teams to go: the Hawks, the Heat, the Magic, the Wizards, or the Hornets. Man, this this division sucks. I mean, this division is downright <laughs> horrible. And you think two teams are coming out of this division? Well, I think the Heat win the division. And I think my surprise team to make the playoffs is I think Atlanta, with all that youth, kind of, stru- kind of pulls what Sacramento did last year, but in an easier conference and, stru- and kind of falls into the eighth seed, into the low, low eighth seed. Beating out, beating okay. out Orlando. So, so you think Miami's going to win the division? How many wins does the does the winner of the the winner with ever quotes of this division get? Because this division is forty, awful. 40, 46, 45, something like that. So I will I will make this claim very quickly. If Miami, if the Miami Heat have more than 50 wins, Jimmy Butler should win the MVP. Because there's nothing else in Miami. They got Bama DeBio, no. they got Justice Winslow. Nice they got players. nice they have Winslow. They, they got nice they have nice complimentary players. players. Yeah. Right, but they don't have anybody that's shouldering that load. Besides him. Well, the no division, one. as you said, the division is awful. Right, but Charlotte's I'm probably the, the conference. I mean, even go to the conference. So if, if they get 50 wins, 50 wins, I mean, they have to beat some of these teams within their conference, too. They, you can't get 50 wins on just beating the four teams in your division. They're, right. They're going to... Jimmy Butler's got to get some MVP love, if not win it. And, I, and he's pissed. He's the guy I don't want to face. You saw what he did in the I playoffs. don't think he's, I mean. I don't think he's pissed. I think, I think this is where he wanted to be. Right. I, think, well, I don't think he wanted to be in Philly. No, I agree. I don't think you can be pissed when you, get, when you get your max contract. He's just pissed off in I general because that's just kind of who he is. Well, I think, A, he's pissed off because who he is. B, people are forgetting about him in Miami. People are saying Miami's just not there. They're not a contender. 
And if you're a first-place team in your division, you are a contender. You just are. You have, you have home court advantage. You get a contender spot. So, okay, here's, here's the last question. Who is the leading scorer on the Charlotte Hornets this year? I love that question. Michael, Michael Jordan. Ron Higgins? <laughs> Well, well, Michael Jordan. Michael uh, Jordan just had a grand, just had a grandbaby yesterday. If if that one, if you want to make yourself feel old. Wow. Yep. That does make he me just feel became old. a grandfather. The, le- the leading because the the leading scorer. In, the, the, okay. Sorry. Yeah. The leading scorer in Charlotte is Malik Monk. Okay, I will take PJ Washington. Really? A rookie? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You really want to go through the rest of that roster? That roster is just <laughs> really disgustingly awesome. bad. All right. Let's go through this. Dwayne Bacon. Love that name. Nick Batum. Bismarck Biombo. Miles We're- Bridges. Robert, Robert Franks. Wait. So we have Franks and we have Bacon. Awesome. Devontae <laughs> Graham. Willie Herman Gomez, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, Caleb Martin, Cody Martin. Are they brothers? Well, they both went to Nevada. Yeah, they're both 24. So, yeah, they're brothers. Jalen McDaniels, Malik Monk, Terry Rozier, Kobe Simmons, P.J. Washington, Marvin Williams, Cody Zeller. So, yeah, I'm not going with you with Malik Monk, but I got to pick somebody else. And... (laughs) <laughs> I'm just throwing up my hands in well, my Terry apartment Rozier, right now. Like Ter- Terry Rozier is going to play, Rozier, <laughs> and he's going to take 80 shots a game. But yeah, gonna, you look at that gonna, team. They got Nick Batum signed at a 124 million dollar contract. Marvin yeah. Williams has, I think, a 70 million dollar contract. That yeah. team is so badly run. That if it wasn't for the Knicks, you'd be hearing so much of a more criticism about Charlotte. So I'm looking at Charlotte's salary cap for the next couple of years because I think it's kind of important to see this and see where they can, when this ends. Because, my lord, hopefully it ends <laughs> soon for them. So this, right, exactly. So. Hold on. I had it a second ago. Salary cap table. Is that it? Ah. Oh, here we go. So the total cap allocation for this year is $124 million. Total cap next year is 79. So they don't even hit max money next year. They have Rozier for 18, for 18 through 2021. Uh, they have Batum through next year. Oh, he's on a player option. You think he's picking that one up for $27 million? Yeah. <laughs> Mo- <laughs> I would. Mo- right. Malik Monk has a – wait, it's a club option for next year. He's on a rookie year, contract. He's, he's on a rookie right, contract. He's up for an extension. Right, but he's up for an extension, which will probably take all that money away. So, he, so they do lose, lo and behold, $17 million – from Bismarck Biombo, who they couldn't get a, a box of first aid bandages for this week. So, yeah, 
they are they are in a, this team is in a lot of trouble. And the thing is, I still don't think they're going to be last. That's the. Do you problem. think Washington's worse? So, yes, I think Washington's just awful. Okay, let's keep moving on because we got 20 minutes. Okay, let's go to the West. The West in my favorite division: Denver, Minnesota, Portland, Oklahoma City, Utah. Favorite division. Love this division. Oof. Yeah, have fun with that. How many playoff teams out of the three? Five? Three. Denver, Denver, Portland, Utah, or are you picking Minnesota to yeah. get in there? No, Denver, Portland, okay. Utah. Denver, Denver, Portland, Utah. Okay, who finishes first? Denver. Okay, and. Best. Will Chris Paul get traded during this year? And to whom? I. I think so. To Miami. Because there's nobody else. Okay. Exactly. Um. Okay. Uh. Oh, and one more. Does Ryan Saunders keep his job after this year? Yeah, they're going to give him more than a year, a full year. Okay. I know they, right. they brought in the new GM for Houston from Houston, Rosas, but yep. they're going to give him more than a year. It's not their fault. It's not his fault that they signed Andrew Wiggins to an $140 million deal. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't been listening to the show for a while, I love Denver. I have loved Denver from for a very long time. Um, with what they have put together. I love this. I believe this is the perfect storm for Denver to win an NBA title. And I'm picking them to win the NBA title this year. So I, I have them definitely up there. Okay, Pacific. Golden State. By the way, just for the record. Today, for the record. Hold on. For the record. Yeah. I came to the conference final last year after they the playoffs the two years before. Understood. Take a listen back, buddy. Okay. Why? Last year, I picked them to make the conference finals. Okay. I believe I did as well. I think we both did. No, you didn't. So, okay. They hadn't made the playoffs for two years before. You All right, I'm going to have to go back. <laughs> I'm going to go back and look at that. Okay. Pacific. Golden State, who today Steve Kerr said he it is unlikely – or he does not expect Clay Thompson to play the entire year. The Clippers, the Lakers, the Suns, and the Kings. So so far you have three out of eight. How many in the? How many in this? Obviously the Lakers and Clippers. Do the Warriors make it or not? Or the Kings make it or not? They do. The Warriors do. The Kings don't. I feel bad for the Kings. I really in the East, do, they would be a five seed. <laughs> if not, if not a three seed, I love the Kings. I love everything about the Kings. I love the fact that they made Buddy Heald a four-year extension. I love the fact that they ex- that they tried to extend. I can never pronounce this guy's name. Bjorn. Blah, blah 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 blah. 
Yeah, Bardonovich. Bardonovich. Not the one. Not the one in Indy. The one in Sacramento. There are two of them with the exact same name. But I love the fact that that their owner is going to bat. They're playing that that they're. They are what the Nets used to be. In that nobody wanted to go there, and now look at them. So I, I still nobody I wants this, to go this, there. <laughs> I know, I know. But here's my next question. So the difference. Yeah. Sure. Here's oh, hold on. Here's my next question. Let's assume that Kyle Lowry leaves Toronto after next year. Okay, and they lose Marcus Saul, and they lose. Uh, Abaco because those guys are free agents. Does Toronto become what Sacramento is, where nobody wants to go there? No. Because um, they've won a title, or because it's Toronto? I think because of a couple. Number one, they won a title. Number two, you have an amazing fan base where that country became obsessed with that team. And even though Leonard left, Leonard left not for any other reason, realistically, but he wanted to go home. Okay. And I firmly believe under other circumstances, you've never heard them Leonard say one bad word about Toronto. Not that he says anything, anything anyway, he doesn't talk, but you've not heard one whisper. You've not heard one negative thing, and I don't think you will. I think I don't think it's the most attractive because, again, it is Canada. But I don't think I don't think so. I think you okay. have the best GM possibly in the NBA, who I don't think is leaving. You have a coach. Who's, who's coaching the Canadian national team, I think, in addition to being where he coached one of the teams this year. I forget who. Yep. In addition to, you know, you have, a, you have, a, you have a, probably an all-pro in Siakam going forward. You have young talent there. It's not Sacramento. Sacramento is in the middle of bleeping nowhere. And I root for Sacramento because Mitch, I root for Mitch Richmond because that's where Mitch Richmond played who's one of my three favorite players of all time. So I root for Sacramento, but nobody purposely goes to Sacramento. The one thing I do regret, though, I wonder if they regret making the Harrison Barnes deal. Oh, they definitely regret that deal. I don't think they regret the deal. I think they regret re-upping him for four years. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the... Because you're going to have to probably max out DeAndre Fox. Yeah. And Marvin Bagley in a couple of years. Okay, so let's go on to the Southwest. So you have three from each of those. So you have two left. The Pelicans, man, to all those those people that, that put money down on R.J. Barrett and John Moran to win the Rookie of the Year at whatever odds you got before this week, congratulations. Because, my Lord, because I, can't, I don't know what the odds were, but they had to be astronomical with them winning the Rookie of the Year, right? I mean, with Zion coming in. 
And now Zion missing six to eight weeks with a torn meniscus. Now, I've had a torn meniscus before. I am not Zion Williamson. I do not, I'm not 21 years old either. But there are two ways to repair a, a torn meniscus. You can either shave it down or you can repair it. And I don't know which one they are doing, but there is a consequence. To, you can shave it down. If you shave it down, which is what I did, which was the stupid move, you can get back quicker. But you have much, many more long-term repercussions of that. I didn't, I'm not sure they had that option when I had it almost 20 years ago. Or you can repair it. When you repair it, they're saying six to eight weeks. I'm thinking more eight to 12 weeks. And that puts him into January 1st. If Joel Embiid couldn't win the rookie of the year playing 39 games and the monstrous 39 games that he had, I don't see Zion Williamson winning rookie of the year. I don't either. I don't. So I also think there's a knock. I think, number one, they're going to take the much safer approach. Because this is a absolutely. team built for 2021, not a team built for 2019. Yep. So you look at that team, and with Zion, maybe they sneak into the AC. I think it's going to take a year for this team to gel together anyway. Because there are so much young talent here, and it, it's kind of hard not to like them. But they're they're, they're, a, they're they've got they're they're not there yet. And if they, again, if they were in the East, maybe fighting for the seventh or eighth seed. I don't think they're there on the West. On the West. Okay, so in your opinion, JJ Reddick's streak of twelve straight years of making the playoffs ends this year. Yeah, it'd be done. It'd be done. Okay. So you got three out of the out of the northwest, three out of the Pacific, two left in the in the southwest, New Orleans, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, Memphis. Houston no brainer. And here's the problem I have. I would really like to take Dallas. Yep. But I just kind of get the feeling how that I'm going to feel sound really, really dumb by not picking, taking San Antonio to make the playoffs because <laughs> they're San Antonio. Well, so I'm going to go Houston, San Antonio. Okay. So here's my thing about Dallas. Once you get past Donich and Porzingis, who scores? There's not much there. They're next. Hardaway their, next gonna... play, their, their next best player is Tim Hardaway Jr., who is a turnstile. And after that, it's Courtney Lee, who is another turnstile. And then it's Dwight Powell is your top big man. Who is not, who is not, who is not a turnstile, but shoots like he's a turnstile. Right. So, I mean, where are they getting offense from? And then Porzingis is – was, nobody knows what he is today, well, was a great shot blocker, but he was not the most mobile guy. Donich is not a mobile guy at all. He's not an athletic guy. He's just smart. He's Steve Nash. He's smart. I don't know how this team A, defends, and B, scores. So I... I well, you also, have, everybody's, you also have Seth Curry. 
who's going to yeah, score. Okay. You have DeLon Wright, yeah. who's a who's who's a nice player, yeah. and you have a great coach. You do have a great. You coach. don't have a great coach, and, but you. No, you do, but you can't hide five guys. <laughs> you can hide one guy. Right. And the problem is, they need to hide all five. I mean, they really do. They just don't. Uh, no, Dallas not making the playoffs. No chance, in my opinion. Okay. No chance. So I'll, eat, I'll eat crow if it happens, but for me, no. So, for me, I only have the Rockets coming out of this division. I have the Kings making the playoffs. All right. So, your surprise team is the Kings, mine's the Hawks. My surprise team is, is the Kings, and I haven't given you a surprise team in the East. Uh... Because I don't have one. No, I'll I'll pick the Bulls. <laughs> I'll pick the Bulls. I think the Bulls make it in over the pay, over the Hawks. I think that I think the Hawks are, are a year away. Like like some of, okay. Who was your MVP? Stephen Curry. Really? Oh, how dull. Oh. How, how Wait a minute. Talk about it. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Hold okay. on. Hold on. First of all, F That's you. Fine. But second of all, <laughs> fine. you're Look, not going to take a guy from Houston. 70 shots a game. I get it. He'll probably lead the league in he's scoring. Score thir- I get it. He's going to score 35. He's going to average 30, 30 and 10. And he's going to lead Maybe. the team to a six seed. I want to know who he's Not dishing maybe. ten times to. I want to see who he's dishing ten times to on that team. But sure, okay. So my MVP is Nikola Jokic, who I believe will be the second center, second seven footer, and second center in NBA history. You to think average he's going to lead the league passing? No, I okay. think he'll just average eight assists a game. I think he's going to have twenty points, eight assists. And eight rebounds a game. That's an MVP season. You go twenty-eight and eight as a center. That's going to be, and you lead your team to the number one seed in the West. That's going to be really hard to deal with, even Curry-wise. Okay. Who is your top? My top seed in the West is obviously Denver. Is that yours as well? Yeah. All right. And my top seed in the East is, oh, I still want to take Philadelphia, but I'm not going to. I'll take Milwaukee. Philly's division is too tough. It's Milwaukee. Yeah, exactly. By the way, I love, I want, before we get on to the World Series real quick. Okay, so I have, I have Denver winning the whole thing. Who do you have winning the whole thing? Now I'll just tell you a quick story. Utah. Okay. Over Philly. So when I was a kid, when I was a kid, we played Lakers versus Celtics on our computer, and you had sure. these, right? And you had the heights, and then you had the. I loved it because you had every single stat known to man. Shocking! I loved the stats. The one stat I loved the best is that you could play any player at any position. So I used to play Eldon Campbell at the at the point guard, so I could have five guys all over six eleven on my Lakers team. 
So I would play like Jabbar, Jack Haley, Kurt Rambis, Eldon Campbell, and maybe Magic. So I had five guys over 6'9". That's what the 76ers are going to be this year. They don't have yeah. one guy that's under 6'9". Like, it's just going to be awesome defensively. I'm not sure they're going to be able to shoot worth a damn. But, but defensively, it's going to be like an octopus. Just everybody's arms. Okay. So, Major League Baseball playoffs, we have about five minutes, and then we, we'll, we'll do a last three. Give me a prediction. Starts tonight. It's pitching against pitching. What do you got? Washington in six. Ooh. So Washington. You know what? Ooh. You know what? It just has that feeling. Ooh. And I said it to you. I said it to you when they when they won the uh, what do you call it when they won the wild card game. And if I was the Dodgers, I would despise this matchup. And you did. You have a rested Scherzer. He rested yep. Strasburg, who match up rested perfectly fine. They rested Corbin, who was a step behind, but that's fine. Who match up with with, with Detroit's pitching as well? Uh, you with mean Houston's pitching as well? I meant Houston. <laughs> I, I, said, I corrected myself before you did. I know. Which you know, Houston has a better bullpen, but neither one is exactly enthralling to me. I think the, the I think the World Series MVP is going to be Anthony Rendon. I just have a feeling, just like we did with Washington, Washington has had such horrible luck over the last two decades. Until until Ovechkin finally beat Crosby, and then it went from there. Yep. yep. My gut is Washington well, is just going to be on one of those rolls. I also think the Yankee series yeah. actually took a lot out of Houston. I would agree with you. I completely agree with you. Uh, I think Anthony Rendon makes a lot of money in this series. I think Ryan Zimmerman retires after they win the World Series. I was going to say seven games. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I think that the pitching matches up. I think they can – look, I think Houston matches up with pitching too. I think when you have Garrett Cole and Verlander against Strasburg and Scherzer, it is – as my boss, you're not betting today, me over. Wouldn't you like? Wouldn't you like to see a zero-zero game in the ninth tonight? And I said yes. I would absolutely love that because, to me, and Seth, you and I have talked about this off-air. To me, that would prove the value of starting pitching again, and I think it's been undervalued in this playoffs. And we. We can have a moratorium. We can have a postmortem on the Yankees next week. And I think we need to have that um, on this show. Yeah, but, but I think that I think that validates. I think the two teams that made the finals, that made the World Series, validates your claim. They are the two Correct. best Correct. starting staffs in Major League Baseball. Correct. So we'll talk about that next week. Okay, last five minutes. If you have something, go right ahead. I, I do, but I'm willing to wait. Go. I'm, I'm, you're good. It's all you. I'm good. Okay, so four minutes left. Number one, Roberto Asuna, you are an absolute asshole to the guy that 
to the to the to the Astros P, uh, assistant general manager that said that's why we got Osuna to women. Again, you're an asshole. I have no problem saying you're an asshole when you're an asshole. You are an asshole. Okay, Roberto Osuna last year got suspended 75 games because he assaulted a woman. I believe it was his wife. It could have been his girlfriend. 75 games. The only reason that Houston was able to get Roberto Asuna is because he was suspended 75 games for beating up a woman. You're both assholes. I told this to Seth the day after the Yankees lost. It had nothing to do with the Yankees as to why I had a smile on my face, although I did enjoy the Yankees losing. What I really enjoyed was that both Asuna and Chapman screwed it up. They absolutely screwed it up. The the two guys that were suspended due to domestic abuse screwed it up. I couldn't be any happier. And to all you Yankee fans, and I'm not saying this is Seth, but to all you Yankee fans that say that the Yankees did it better because they suspended Domingo Germain this year for supposed domestic assault, while the Astros let Roberto Asuna play. Dudes, look in your backyard. Your closer is just did the exact same thing. Don't tell me you took the high road. You didn't. Unfortunately, in our society, in sports, if you have talent, you will come back. Not for a minute can you convince me that Ray Rice was blackballed because he hit a woman. If Ray Rice was 21 years old and hit a woman, he would have served the suspension, Kareem Hunt, and he would be back in eight games. Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt's on our fantasy league team. I don't have any problem with, what, for, with putting him there. It's fantasy. Would I ever want to meet this man? Would I ever want to – do I root for him? No, I root for his statistics. No, absolutely not. So, you know what? Count me the happy guy. Count me the happy guy at failure on behalf of two wife, wife or, or girl or women beaters. Totally on board with that. Hope Asuna gets kicked in the groin. Hope, hope he loses every game in the World Series. If he went 0-4 in this World Series, I'd be the happiest man on earth. I really would. Okay, so next week we're going to do our postmortem on the baseball season. Well, if it's over. If not, we'll probably be talking about a game seven. And then um, we'll also talk about the Yankees and the NFL trade deadline. And then in two weeks, we're going to do our college basketball preview where I will be asking Seth a whole lot of questions and knowing absolutely nothing about the answers. So we'll catch you then. For Seth Kamen, this is Sean Palmer, Back Sports Page, Blog Talk Radio. Enjoy the very, very cold weather northeast. It's 75 degrees and sunny in Atlanta. Have a good day, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.